it, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. Put your heart into it and go for the start. Welcome to Say That to Say This, Season 2, The Experience. Holla. What's up, y'all? It is Jason Watson. I'm the VP of Workforce Development here at Mission St. Louis, and I'd like to welcome you to Say That to Say This. Got my co-host with me. What's going on, everybody? Josh Wilson, Executive Director of Mission St. Louis. Jay's right hand. He may not claim that, but I claim it. No, you know. You got to be careful what you claim. It may, it may bite you in the butt later on. <laughs> hey, we're, uh, we're excited to, to get you guys back. Hope you've enjoyed the last couple podcasts. Uh, as we just get to talk about stories, we get to talk about people's experience, some of that having to do with Mission St. Louis, other parts just having to do with life. But today, before we jump in, uh, we have uh, Brittany Matt with us. Here we go. Before we dive into Brittany's story, Brittany is from Chicago. And so you know what we got to talk about, right? Everybody know what we got to talk about? We sure do. We got to talk about pizza. We got to talk about pizza. Pizza. Chicago pizza, is it better or worse than St. Louis? And I'm a Ninja Turtle. I'm just going to let you know. Ain't scared of a piece of pizza, huh? (laughs) So, all right. I want to know. Brittany, from you, since since you've got a lot of time with both, I hope, Chicago or St. Louis... And then we got to talk about our favorite spots in Chicago, our favorite spots in St. Louis. Go. Well, since I'm always representing <coughs> Chicago, I got to go with Chicago Pizza, and that would be our Giordano's. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Deep dish? Yes, sir. All the way. Mm. All right. So St. Louis, Brittany, what's, uh, what's, what's been your go-to here? What do you like? What do you not like? Um, well, when I go to any pizza place down here, it's uh, practically Emos. So do you like the Provo? No. What? Thank you. I don't know if we can continue this. <laughs> I'm not sure if we can continue this podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jason's you know, emos live or die, man. man listen, right. any disrespect to emos, I take personally. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, the, man, you know. For the record, I'm sorry, but I got to represent Chicago. Mm. It is what it is. It's cool, man. You know, it's haters in every city. We ain't worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, but whatever. So you don't like the provolone. Do you like thin crust pizza? Yes, I do. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So okay. you can rock with Emos. I can rock with Emos. Just don't love the provolone. You'll eat it. I'll eat it. Okay. But if I, we have to talk about pizza and we're talking about cities, I'm going with Chicago. That makes sense. At, being a person from Chicago, would you say Emos pizza is nasty? Yes, it's trash. <laughs> but you eat it. But I eat it. Well, can't be that much trash. It's not that much I'm trash. I'm feeling some influence but, uh, coming in. Yeah, from, I feel like you're yeah, being yeah. influenced by from the left area of <laughs> your No, room. these are all my thoughts, guys. I'm not being Genesis is real quiet over there in the corner. <laughs> Shaking their head, you know. It, hold up. Genesis is from Chicago. Yes, I'm biased. So, uh, so are you Giordano's as well? Giordano's, and if I'm going to go thin crust, I would say Italian Fiesta or... But it's a few different places that don't use the Provel, and it's just an overall better pizza. You're talking about in St. Louis? No, in Chicago. Oh, in Chicago. Chicago. There's no place in St. Louis where I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to get a pizza from there. Like, I never say that. Hmm. And if I do... I'm going to put a list together for you. You can start checking off, and we'll we'll, we'll come back to this topic, because... We about to lose some friendships here, so. Oh, lost. Yeah, lost. <laughs> lost. 
friendships lost. <laughs> well, hey, uh, we're uh, we are really excited, and uh, Brittany, we're really thankful that uh, that you chose chose to spend a little bit of time with us. Um, just- Hold on, if you're listening to this, Uh-oh. what we want you to do is jump in the comments. Tell us if you like Chicago pizza, yeah. St. Louis pizza. Tell us what's your favorite pizza. Point us where to go because these people don't know what they're talking about. St. Louis, help us out. It's time to educate some people. Time to educate some you people. Got to get y'all to have my back. Listen, you know. Right, <laughs> so Genesis, uh, uh, as we were talking, you were like, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta, get, we gotta put uh, Brittany on the mic. You want to, you want to talk a little bit about why uh, we wanted Brittany here and uh, what your relationships look like over the past year." So, fellow Chicagoans, so that's a given. Brittany had to be here in the studio, um, and also Brittany had a lot of growth just within the Skill Up program as a whole. She came in kind of shy and quiet, but as you can see, she's very loud and boisterous right now. Um, so just watching her growth in terms of confidence, bonding with the other women, because at the time when we were operating Skill Up, it was just the women's class mm-hmm. at that uh, point in time. So just seeing her forge those relationships, taking the lead on a lot of stuff, like she put the list together so that everybody could exchange numbers. Mm-hmm. She was also our class graduation speaker as well. That's dope. Uh, and you've got a really unique perspective too, Brittany, because you've been both in the Skill Up program as well as the tech training class, which we need to talk a little bit about. A little bit, but before we do that, uh, you know, tell us just a little bit about you. Obviously, we've 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 covered a bit of the Chicago, but how long have you been in St. Louis? What was growing up in Chicago look like? Uh, give us a bit of your background. Um, well, a little bit about myself is I'm a mother of two young ladies, ten and four, yeah. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a big family, both sides of three. Mm-hmm. I've been back in St. Louis for three years, almost four this June. I'm very outgoing, like Ms. Genesis said. I'm, I'm willing to do new things. I'm always, you know, looking for ways to better myself. And I thank Ms. Genesis and Mission of St. Louis for helping me get to where I am today. Without them, I don't think that I would have been able to achieve the goals that I've achieved within the past year. Mm. And for that, I am very proud of myself. Oh, beautiful. So... <clears throat> You've got this really unique perspective, right? I'm I'm an outsider. I came to St. Louis from from somewhere else. You're coming in from Chicago. It's always interesting to me the the rap that St. Louis gets, right? I mean, oftentimes um, you can hear that you know it's it's hard to break into. Sometimes it's hard to find friends. Obviously, Provel cheese. Everybody's on the on the on the fence about. Um, but you you we also hear this you know talk about like violence in our city. You hear. Uh, it, it, it gets shamed quite a bit. Will you talk a little bit about your experience in Chicago and then what you experienced as you came here to St. Louis? Well, being that this is my second time around in St. Louis, yeah. I'm not new to it, but growing up in Chicago is definitely a lot different due to the fact that up there, buses are a lot more accessible. Down here, you really need a car to get to everywhere. Mm. Also, growing up up there, I learned a lot about the, the diversity you know, being from a small suburb, everybody knows you. So, you know, it's not really a difference to me. I feel like St. Louis and Chicago are one and the same, except for different variations as far as, like, living goals or transportation is a little bit different. But they're, to me, one and the same. You mentioned a little bit about your experience as it relates to diversity in Chicago. Can you talk a little bit about um, some of your racial have, – have you – felt a, dis- a different racial tension as it relates to living in Chicago or living in St. Louis? Not necessarily. I feel like it's one in the same. Hmm. 
So when you think about St. Louis, you think about like, we talk a lot about the Del Mar divide. We talk often about how it uh, separates us socioeconomically, right? It separates us white and black oftentimes that it's a it's a thick road that that divides our city in a variety of different ways. And as we talk about racial tension uh, in Chicago, at least from my experience, it was a little more um, neighborhood based. Right. So in St. Louis, you can kind of draw a line down on Del Mar and, and see this massive divide um, for multiple reasons. Right. Uh, in Chicago, it's a little bit more neighborhood based as far as where poverty may exist or where the black, white, Hispanic, Latino divide might be socioeconomically. It may look a little bit different. Did you did you experience that when you came here? I came back. The first place I actually stayed was with my dad. So being around my family again made it feel like, you know, I was back at home, but mm -hmm. in a sense, not really. Gotcha. Um, I think in terms of Chicago, like you said, it's more neighborhood-based. It's a little bit more subtle. Mm. Whereas... Mean? Moving to St. Louis, like, it's very, like, you know when you're in a certain area. It's very blatant, just me moving around and not being familiar with the area. So I started out in Benton Park. So Benton Park is, like, the Sugard area. It looks very, I'll just say white. Um, but if you go a few blocks over, it's very black. So it just depends, like, when you start getting into the uh, state streets. You know, like, oh, this whole area turned over. And then moving from there to Clifton Heights, which is, like, the hill area. It's still like, oh, okay, so this whole section, it's very Italian. It's very, mm -hmm. we're the only black person in this whole cul-de-sac area. Like, there's nobody here that looks like us. Like, mm -hmm. I have to travel to see people that look like me. Yeah, it's interesting, too, um, hearing that and, like, thinking about how our, our, our city is divided and made up. It was really interesting to me. Like, now I would say St. Louis feels small, like, high relationships. But that first season of being here it was a little difficult to like break into to find deep friendships to find community to kind of navigate how the city worked and where it was that you could build that it sounds like you you know uh Brittany, you had like some family here that may have buffered that a bit but a little bit to an extent but at the same time since i moved on my own i had to figure out what works best for me and being in a neighborhood that i'm not used to mm -hmm. so you know um i've gotten used to that and that's anywhere you go. So in light of that, Brittany, um, tell us what brought you to Mission St. Louis. Well, I did see the ad on Facebook, and I was like, this seems interesting, and maybe this will help me, you know, get back on my feet. Because at the time that I came, I was just in, I was in a car accident November 27th, 2019, mm. the day before Thanksgiving. Mm. And in 2019, I, is that what you said? Yes. Okay. I was in a car accident the day before Thanksgiving, and I needed something to help me get back on my feet, maybe, you know, get me back out there. And once I seen this, I took advantage of it, and I'm glad that I did because it gave me a chance to make new friends, develop new relationships, not only with my peers, but with Miss Genesis and anyone else that I've come in contact with within the past year. What were you What were you looking for as you, I mean, you obviously saw the ad on Facebook, and as you walked in here, what was it that you were looking for? Any other job besides warehouse. I was working in warehouses, and I wasn't staying there long enough. And I just said, you know, maybe it's time for a career change. And because I did do a career change, I've actually gotten the job that I wanted. That's interesting. Talk about that a little bit. Like, being in a position where you have to take a, a level of employment that you're not particularly interested in, but obviously you need to work, you need to provide for yourself. 
So you find yourself taking these opportunities. You're not staying there long because you're not really interested. It's not the type of work that you want to be involved in. What was the barrier for you at that time finding work beyond that? My biggest barriers is myself, being the fact that I would get up, go to work, and if I find myself sick, I would leave and just not wanting to go there, but it's because those were the jobs I didn't really want. Mm. Now that I've been on my job almost a year, it's something that I've always wanted to do, which was work from home, even as, you know, doing data entry. So Mm. I've achieved my goal. So you didn't even see that field as an option. You didn't even know that was a field to pursue. I did, but... All the jobs I was presented with were like warehouse at the time. So I said, you know what? I finally hit my breaking point. I can't do warehouses anymore. I don't want to do them. And especially with me having a back injury and my job let me go. Mm. I said, it's time to do a career change. And I'm glad. And so it was your injury that led to them letting you go? Is that Yeah, oh, okay. because um, with me being in so much pain, at work, they sent me to a doctor to get a second opinion, and I had a doctor's note, and then they said I pulled a no-call, no-show, so they let me go, which is fine. Other than that, I'm happy where I am. Well, this is an important part. I really don't want to skip this piece, Like, um, and maybe Genesis, you could speak into this as well, like to notice. So obviously, you have been offered certain types of jobs, and people were giving you opportunities um, in the past or the job offers you were receiving were these warehouse opportunities. And they were all through temp services as well. Right. So what brought you guys to recognize, like, man, data entry might be a good fit? Where, where did you see that? How was that noticed? Taking the tech training class actually helped me better my skills as far as typing goes because I'm not the best. But taking that class and learning how to operate the computer more and dealing with that actually helped guide me to say, you know, what data entry is the field I really want to be in. And I've also taken computer classes and I've had a job where I've had to do data entry before. So those kind of things influenced me to say I finally found it. Wow. I mean, that's encouraging for me. One, just, uh, you know, round of applause to you. Yeah, for sure. Often we don't take the time to invest in ourselves. You know what I mean? Especially if it's something we don't necessarily see the immediate value from. Um, so just seeing you take that step and the joining that class, but then that opening the door and allowing you to see a field um, that you could actually pursue, an opportunity that you could find joy in, that's an amazing thing, man. So kudos yeah, to you for sure. Absolutely. And, and I want to I make sure that our audience knows too, when we start talking about tech training class uh, and specifically what Brittany's gone through, I mean, this, and, and Brittany, you can speak to this too, like it, it wasn't an easy class and it was a, it was a pretty high commitment as well. I mean, four to five days a week uh, in afternoons, um, incredible class that, that happened. I, I would be interested to know too, just as, as you're one of the first per- people that we've kind of gotten to interview in a platform like this that has gone through that. Um, did Were you able to learn new things? And two, as Jason was talking about, you know, you, what we get the opportunity to see often is like, uh, walking into an experience, walking into a Mission St. Louis, walking into a class, there's one aspect that you're gaining knowledge so it grows your confidence. And that's incredibly helpful, right? And, and mm-hmm. when you're entering the job market, the second part, though, is getting introduced to a network that's going like, hey, here's the opportunities that exist. Uh, let's make sure that you're not just, you know, it sounds like 
you've had it hasn't been because you haven't been trying. You've had a ton of opportunity, but maybe it wasn't the right fit or the right opportunity. When you think about what that tech class did, did it provide more knowledge and build confidence? And then also, um, will you speak just to like what having a network around you um, did for you? Yes, it actually did um, help me to gain more knowledge because there was a lot of things in that class I did not know how to do. One thing, Excel. I'm still not uh, good with it, but at least I know I have that under my belt for an experience. I can also say having a network around me actually benefits because if I don't know something or if I do know the information, I can pass that information on to be a benefit to someone else that may not know how to go about something or to even help them achieve their goals. Yeah, beautiful. <clears throat> Obviously, uh, Genesis loves you and, you know, thinks the world of you. Uh, we talk a, a little bit, like, maybe even in this process and as you come through, like, how have you experienced Mission St. Louis? What has your experience looked like? My experience has actually been good due to the fact that I know if I need anything, I can always reach out to Miss Genesis and she's, always been one to respond and make sure that my needs were met and if she couldn't do it i know that she would take the initiative to make sure that it was done well, kudos to genesis like even you know in our past episodes one of the things that's been consistent with every person that you work with genesis is they say she responds mm. like it means a lot that if i reach out to her i know i'm gonna hear back it means a lot that if i need something i know that she gonna do it and, you know, that just strikes at the heart of the work that you do. You know what I mean? The work that we do, um, the passion behind the work that you do. You know what I mean? So just thank you for the role that you play. Yeah, I'm sure, sure. Brittany would echo the same and everybody else. But that's important to know that people feel like, man, the ball not going to be dropped. You know? And that's part of what drives us here at Mission St. Louis. So definitely just want to say thank you for your heart and your commitment to the work for sure. So, um, yeah, absolutely, and uh, it, it's it's a blast to watch and see um, that that care, uh, Brittany. As as we start to kind of wrap this episode up, um, talk to me just about like, hey, what what future holds for you? What you're what you're thinking about? Maybe what you're dreaming about? What some next steps might look like? Well, I'm hoping to remain at my job more than just a year, which will be on May 11th, and I hope. Woo, to woo. Uh, continue to work from home even after we become normal again. I hope to continue to work from home and be a great asset to my job. As since I've been at my job a year, I've become a chat coach, being able to help my colleagues whenever they need help. I've also merged in with another department at my job, so I can do more than what I was able to do at first. Hmm. And if anything else, I hope to at least teach my kids that no matter what you want, always reach for your goals. No matter what it is, put your heart into it and go for the stars. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, well, you know, I think, I think just hearing your story, I think more than anything else, uh, we want you to know just how thankful we are um, that you came through this place, the, the work that you put in, um, how proud uh, – Genesis for sure, and and the rest of this team that um, and we're just we're thankful. I mean, coming up on a year, getting into a new uh, industry that you weren't in before. I mean, there's a lot to celebrate and a lot to yes, be proud of. Is. So, definitely. Well, we say that to say this: you are an amazing, you are valuable, you know. And not only are have we been an encouragement to you, but you've been an encouragement yeah. to everybody else right. as well. That's so, right. if you're listening, man. 
Thank you for taking your time out to hear Brittany's story, to, to hear about the connections that we're able to make. And uh, make sure you leave those comments. Tell us about that pizza, because, you know, that's really important. We got to make sure they know how we do in St. Louis. Holla. Um, someone I get to work really closely with. I'm not going to tell y'all how much she get on my nerves. You know what I mean? Um, it'll come out. It'll, it'll, come, it'll out. come out a little later. But I do love this lady. I love her passion for the work that we do. Um, Genesis is a success coach uh, with Mission St. Louis. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and the work that she does. Um, so I'm Genesis. Um, I've been with Mission St. Louis since the week of Thanksgiving 2019. 2020 is a little bit of a blur with everything. Pandemic-wise, uh, but we basically work in a case management capacity with our participants. Uh, we make sure that they're able to get their day-to-day needs met as well as provide them with holistic trainings just so that they can become better when they leave out of the program and not just have a job but have skills that can help them for the long run. Now, Genesis don't play, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't. I'm telling you, she is no joke. Um, and you guys will meet, I'm sure Sarah will tell y'all that in a minute. But Genesis, talk to us about like your approach to the individuals that you work with. Mm-hmm. Um, while I know that you're stern and you you know that's that's not all you are, and I know you're that way for a reason. So just talk a little bit about why you play the role you play and how you interact with in- individuals that come through the program. Um, so part of the sternness, as you listed, is just helping people reach their full potential. Mm-hmm. Anything that they kind of have in mind in terms of goal setting, just helping them that to the best of their ability so sometimes it requires an extra push just to get them to that next level so for me that's um, in-person classes so that's getting to know them one-on-one because sometimes the person you're texting sometimes the person on the phone is not the same person you meet in person you get a lot uh, or a better grasp of their personality Mm. when they're in front of you so that's one component of it doing weekly check-ins for people that are still within the classroom model just to make sure that Everything's going okay. Are you coming to class? Is anything preventing you from doing this? Did you have an emergency that popped up? Did something transition between Friday to Monday that you just need to talk about so that you can be in a better place just for you that really has nothing to do with goal setting and, you know, counting numbers and Mm. things like that, just making sure that the person is together. Absolutely. Even with that being said, Genesis, like, what brought you to this work? I mean, it's a lot of things you could do. You're obviously smart. Like, what made you get, this is not the field you get into because you want to be rich for the rest of your life, you know. So, what brought you to this particular work? Um, so, I got into nonprofit work by doing AmeriCorps initially mm. in Philadelphia. So, after completing undergrad, I went over there um, just to do some work. And within my second term of AmeriCorps, some supervisors recommended that I actually pursue a master's degree in nonprofit management. Mm. So I had been doing nonprofit work just in my mind, not at an official level. So after I finished schooling, I really felt like, okay, this is something I'm going to be doing long term. Mm, that's solid. That's solid. 